Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Don't do this. You don't hear anything, do you? This is not good. All right, if anyone's listening to the show and can hear me uh, or not hear me, this effing blog talk, I swear to God. I'm not hearing anything in my headphones that should be coming on the show, so I don't know if we're actually on the air or not. And of course, my producer is being interviewed on her own because she has her burgeoning wrestling career. Let's see. Let's get to this link in here. Oh, for Christ's sake. difficulties, but I think we're on the air, so hell, let's go for it tonight. You have tuned in to the Ken Reedy Show, the best in pro wrestling talk, as we get you set for WWE's payback. Lots of stuff to get into with WWE's payback. If you look at WrestleMania, and WrestleMania is the end of a season, perhaps, payback, the first pay-per-view or special event of the new season, uh, are we at the dawning of a new era? we got a lot to talk about. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. Again, that's facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. We have a show chat going on right now. We'll 
be posting stuff during the pay-per-view. We have a raw chat each and every week on the Facebook page. And hell, it's also a great place for you guys to tell me that you can actually hear the show. So get on there on Facebook. Tell us if you can hear us and, and tell us how it sounds just so uh, we can get an idea of if we're actually on the air right now or if I'm talking to nobody. Um, check us out on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at the Ken Reedy Show. Check us out over there. Follow us on Twitter. Our website, thekenreedyshow.com. We got a player over there, blogs, pictures. Check out our website, again, thekenreedyshow.com. You can also listen to us through the amazing 1640PWPR. Lots of great shows on the air over there. You, you go to iTunes, go on the search, type in 1640PWPR. Our thingy pops up. It's basically, it's a station. It's a channel. It's awesome. And you subscribe to all these great shows. You get a nice global view of professional wrestling. And the best part about it is it's free. That's right. It is free for you to subscribe to 1640. You got great shows like the King Firehawk show. You got uh, shows like the Cool Down with AC. And, and AC is going to be joining us a little bit later on, helping us uh, out tonight, giving us his take on the payback pay-per-view this evening. So, again, check us out, 1640PWPR. Subscribe on iTunes. And speaking of that, I have to throw it out there. Congratulations, everyone out there in the Ken Reed Show family. Big congratulations to my tag team partner, my co-host. This is the point in the show where just about every show I say, I couldn't do it without my tag team partner. Dave, how you doing? And my tag team partner tonight. So I don't know. I, I got like multiple people that are going to help me get through tonight and talk about the pay-per-view. So congrats to Dave who got married yesterday. We had a great time at his wedding. It was a lot of fun uh, hanging with some people I hadn't seen in a while. But join me in congratulating, congratulating Dave and Nicole. Great wedding. Had a blast last night and uh, well-deserved night off and to that end we're all taking a night off tomorrow night uh dave is out and about uh doing some day trips and what have you with the new family and so we will not be on tomorrow but we will be back next week same time 6 30 on mondays no show tomorrow night but as i said i need multiple people to help me uh with tonight's show so we have later on like i said from 1640 the cool down anthony is going to be joining us and in studio You've heard him. He's been a caller. Um, he is a worker in the business, and uh, we'll keep kayfabe a little bit. We won't talk about his, his alter ego, but we have Rocky Santiago in studio tonight that's going to help us uh, talk about the pay-per-view and, and give some predictions and opinion. Rocky, how you doing this evening? Doing fine, Ken. Thank you very much for the invite. These are obviously uh, very large shoes to fill, a very large seat to keep warm for Dave. And uh, let me join you in giving my congratulations to the new uh, Mr. and Mrs. Rosenbluth. Yeah, definitely. It was, and it was a fun time. I got to tell you, man, you know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, we like to keep busy. I mean, you've, you've seen, you know, a glimpse into the, the life of, of myself and producer Michelle, the all-star Michelle D. And uh, we keep busy. We, we don't, we don't, we don't chill much. And, uh, so everything that we do is like, you know, scheduled to the millisecond. So yesterday we're going to Dave's wedding and uh, we're staying over. We have a new puppy 
and my sister was coming by the house to take the puppy because she was out. And so we had we had all stuff packed, had everything ready. I had his bag ready to go. And, uh, you know, we're getting our stuff packed and ready, and we can put the dog in the crate. And my sister's coming in a couple hours, and we're off to Connecticut. And we forgot to leave a key. We forgot to leave a key for my sister. Yes. So my sister calls, and I'm trying to figure out, like, how we can get in the house. She can get in the house and can't figure out. So for the first time, this is great. You know, it's great to, that you can provide this sort of opportunity to the youth that I can influence my niece, my goddaughter, in this way, that I turn my goddaughter into a cat burglar. Well, they're, they're, you know, they're definitely a skill that you don't hear exactly. every day. <laughs> so, she, so she's broken into her first house. So, yes, yeah, it was like, I remember that there was one window that I thought was open. Um, I wasn't sure, but I was like, I think this window might be open. And so, sure enough, my sister had to push my niece through the window and she scurried through the window and unlocked the door. And it went from being a situation where um, that they were just going to watch the dog to being they all look like accomplices in the dog napping. So not only was my niece, like, for the first time being a cat burglar, but now she's, like, she can add, like, like felony dog napping to her resume. Well, you know, I guess, you know, two things you can – Take off the bucket list. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Break, a breaking and entering. B dog napping. Got those out of the way. Yeah, it's like my poor brother-in-law. He's like they they push again. Like they push her do- their daughter through the window. She runs around. She unlocks the door. They grab the dog crate and they're like trying to get out of here as quickly as possible. So like they look like they were breaking in to steal the dog. It's like put the cage in. Throw the dog in the cage. Let's go and tear out of the driveway. So um. Needless to say, they weren't arrested, which is a good thing. Good thing. And uh, Monty, that's the name of our pup, uh, Monty had a good weekend after the fact. But uh, <laughs> So uh, I guess I have to give my, my niece, uh, my, my sister and brother-in-law, and especially my niece, a big thankful, thank you for uh, breaking into my house and uh, saving my dog from a weekend of being alone and probably uh, just having a bad time of it. So uh, thank you to uh, Jenna, who... Uh, you know, congratulations on being a cat burglar. Your first, uh, your first uh, burglary. So good for you. Well, nothing like committing felonies. For exactly. <laughs> so there you have it. So it was a fun time. You know, we we had a good time. We had some drinks. We had some good food. We had some laughs. We had some felonies. So all in all, it was it was quite a a Saturday night. It was quite a Saturday night. So um, there you have my story on uh, my niece becoming a cat burglar. And uh, uh, if we can get a little bit serious here, it's these smooth transitions that uh, we have to do here in radio. And uh, first off, I, and I'm not going to get into this, but those of you guys who know me, I uh, just want to say, uh, know that I am one of the biggest Prince fans, like at least that I know. And uh, his passing has just rocked me. And um, I don't know. And wrestling and this show is not the forum. I'm just uh, letting you guys know that at some point uh, I'm probably going to try and put a show together, some sort of tribute show. Um, I'm letting kind of the dust settle and, and myself process it because it just sucks. Um, but this is the forum for it. That uh, I just want you guys to know that um, at some point I think we're going to get something together and, and give, our, give you guys a nice uh, tribute show uh, to the late, great Prince Rogers Nelson. But the wrestling world was also rocked um, by a significant passing. And, uh, you know, one, China. Uh, China, who is uh, the ninth wonder of the world, uh, winds up passing away. And, um, 
you know, very sad. And the thing is, you know, when it comes to someone like China, um, you know, I could sit here and I could pull up her Wikipedia page and, and I could regurgitate like all the stats that she had and I can talk about her being in the in the Royal Rumble and you know, and, 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 and all her accolades are incredible. But I'm not gonna sit here and you know, do a show and just kind of regurgitate the facts of of her career. You know, it doesn't I to me doing that it, it doesn't really do her justice on uh, on the impact that she had. Um for her time period, now I know that the WWE went into the Divas division and they it became a, a Barbie doll kind of uh, thing. But when China came into uh, the WWE and what she 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 added a, a certain uh, attractiveness and sexuality to being strong and muscular, and uh, she changed the game. She was she was something different than than anyone had, had ever seen before. Um, you know, DX, uh, their originality to bring someone like her in as the muscle, as the bodyguard, uh, was tremendous. And it was something, you know, when, when you're a longtime wrestling fan, it's rare that something comes around that, wow, I've never seen anything like this before. And China was one of those things. You'd never seen anything like it before. And, and again, and I, that's why I just don't want to sit here and, and rattle off all of her achievements because that cheapens what she did. If you didn't live through the era or you weren't a fan during the era and you don't really get the impact, um, she was just phenomenal. And she was someone that it wasn't like, you know, hey, let's just randomly book this woman against guys because that'll be cool. No, they booked her against guys because it was valid. It was legit. You know, when you looked at her and her skill set and her strength, she could beat guys. You know, it didn't look unrealistic that she could beat a man in a wrestling match. And that's why she was booked in these matches. Uh, she was just a tremendous talent, a tremendous presence. Um, troubled life after her, her wrestling career, um, which is really a shame that she just wasn't able to to climb out of that. But, I, you know, I think it's important for us to remember uh, her impact on, on pro wrestling and what she, she was and how important she was uh, to pro wrestling. Very sad, passing away at, way too young at the age of 46. Uh, troubled life. We hope at this point she's able to rest in peace. But, um, you know, I mean, we could spend a show on, on her impact. Just a, just a tremendous talent uh, in and out of the ring. I and I wholeheartedly agree with you, Ken. Uh, you know, I, I was very sad well, when I heard the news of her passing, and I, I absolutely one of my first memories uh, of seeing China was yet yeah, she is definitely legitimate muscle for DX. That here was a woman who combined probably equal parts, you know, looks and strength and presence, and really it's shown through on the TV product. Now, well, once uh, you know you introduced her into women's wrestling, I remember uh, thinking, "I'm like, who the heck could you book against this woman where it would be a legitimate win against this monster?" Because she would, she could absolutely legitimately go, you know, blow for blow versus you know, pretty much most of the guys on the roster, and. Uh, Especially when seeing her paired with uh, Eddie Guerrero were some of my favorite times, you know. But I think they complemented each other perfectly. 
and, and bringing out each other's uh, uh, personalities and, and, and presence. You know, it, it was just a really sad thing to hear her, her passing. And I think one of the points you brought up is, is a very good point. Uh, you know, it wasn't even, you know, I know, like I said, that it was realistic for her to wrestle guys, but it, it did. It got to a point where it was unrealistic for her to wrestle other women. Like she was so big and strong and powerful, it was if you if you put the ladies' championship on her, it makes no sense for her to ever drop it. Like she's gonna have to retire with it because no woman could could beat her. And it, 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 I'm sure for them in the front office at times it was probably a tough booking decision. What do you do with her? But it's just a testament to her talent and what she was able to do. And um, you know, it wasn't just hey for shock value or for something different. Let's book her with a guy. It was no, we 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 have to book her, you know, in the men's division because uh, she was so talented, and uh, you know, again, very sad uh, her passing uh, to, um, you know, her family, her friends, uh, anyone who knew her. Uh, our condolences here, uh, rest in peace. But just a tremendous talent, tremendous talent, and uh, I thought the WWE on Monday Night Raw, um, you know, regardless of the rumors, the conjecture, what may or may not have gone on behind the scenes. Um, you know, I think most of us think that, at least in the end, that China maybe wasn't treated uh, too great, uh, treated the way she should have been treated uh, at the end of her run in the WWE. Um, and it's sad when these things have to happen in death. But classy move by the WWE. The video was, was very nice. Um, it, it paid tribute because I was actually curious whether – they would actually do anything because of all the rumors you heard. Um, but I, I thought they did a nice job with the tribute video. Yeah, no, that, that's a fair point. I, I think they, they, they did, uh, they did her well. Um, I, 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 I give kudos to WWE usually for things like this, cause they usually do, uh, you know, their, their video production team, what have you, their montage team. Uh, they usually do a very good job uh, when you, you, you have to, run into situations like this you know that being said you know it's kind of sad when you think about all the rumors and conjecture uh because the fact of the matter is if if next year rolls around and we you start talking hall of fame picks it's a shame that that joni could not be alive for a hall of fame pick because if there's ever a performer a female performer that deserves you know what remove female if there was a performer that deserved to be in the Hall of Fame, she was definitely up there because she really changed the game. Yeah, and, and that's a tough call right now for the WWE because she is a Hall of Famer. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt about it. She's a Hall of Famer, and she's a Hall of Famer. She's more deserving of a Hall of Fame induction than some other people that are already in the Hall of Fame. Definitely agree. Um, the problem is with her, you know, do you put her in the Hall of Fame next year? Because to me it comes off as, Oh, good. She's she's not going to be there, so she can't cause problems. We can put her in now. I don't know if you necessarily put her in immediately next year. Maybe you let a couple years go by, but she's got to go in. She has to go in, and you hit the nail on the head. It's a shame that she's not going to be there for it. She's not going to see, you know, feel. I mean, one of the best parts of going to the Hall of Fame is you see it on on some of these legends on their face that they really didn't realize how important they were to the fans and how popular they were. And you can tell that some of the people, when they're up there giving the speeches, that they're genuinely moved 
by the, the support and, and adoration of the fans. And when you see what happened with China post WWE, um, when you see some of the, her, her videos that she made online uh, with her just talking and you can tell that she was a, she's a troubled soul, yeah. you know, and someone who maybe had some self-esteem issues and, and, you know, maybe could have used uh, that kind of shot in the arm of like, wow, like I, I affected this many people, you know, and I think that would have been something that uh, would have been special for her to be able to see that and be a part of it. It's a shame she she won't, but definitely someone who needs to go into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, most definitely. I, I think, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was uh, Vince Russo, uh, you know, post-passing, who was uh, putting out videos, putting out uh, uh, interviews on the uh, passing of, of Joni Lauer, and he, one of the things that he kept on saying and he kept on harping on, he's like, he wished, he wished she was around to see the reaction of the fans of her passing because, you know, like you said, what, you know, one of those demons could be that demon of self-doubt, could be that demon uh, uh, of, you know, not valuing oneself and not seeing the impact you made in so many lives. And there's one thing that Russo was talking about. Uh, was how many people was it the outpouring uh, of love and uh, and admiration for uh, China you know it, it was you know it's sad to think that she, you know well at least while she was here she never heard it hopefully you know hopefully she hears it now yeah I agree and uh, again rest in peace uh, China Johnny Laura um, and again, you know, when we do these shows, it's, it's tough, man. I'm going to try and make this transition again, um, because, uh, we do have a pay-per-view tonight, uh, WWE's payback and we're going to get into that. Obviously you guys tonight, you call in, you want to talk raw, you want to talk payback, you want to talk China by all means. Like we're not going to cut you off. You just want to come and give your props to China and her career Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. That is the number to call. Um, hell, man, you know, we're going to talk payback, but if the callers all of a sudden turn this into a, a China tribute show, well, hell, then we, we will wind up going in that direction. So you call in, we talk about what you guys want to talk about, but let's get into it because I, I think that, you know, the WWE and a lot of the shows we've done here over the past like year plus has been a lot of um, bad raws entertaining pay-per-views bad raw entertaining pay-per-views not excited for the pay-per-view pay-per-view winds up being good you know the build hasn't been good but then we get a solid pay-per-view um again as i said at the top of the show we're looking at wrestlemania end of a season beginning of a new season um and usually for me with that with that aspect of things it's great it's cliche it's it's great to go out there and say it but this is one of the first times I actually feel it. I'm actually looking at things, and there seems to be, more so than in the past few years, a different feel to the product of the WWE. Um, are we moving out of the PG era, quote-unquote, maybe, perhaps? Is this a dawning of a new era? Perhaps. Um, I do think there's cause for optimism. I'm not going to go gaga. I'm not, you know, I'm a guy that... As much as I'll never consider myself part of the IWC, you know, I like some guys. I don't like other guys. I don't let, let whether it's whether it's fans, whether it's the Internet, whether it's other workers, I don't let anyone influence who I happen to like or dislike. 
Um, you know, I, I have a brain. I can decide for myself who I like and I don't like. Um, but I get that there's a different feel. I'm not going to go gaga and say everything is great because new guys are being pushed. It's intriguing. It's reason for optimism. I still think philosophically in the ring, um, selling has become a bit of a lost art form. Uh, I'd like to see more, you know, uh, the WWE move in that direction a little bit more where, like, the in-ring work uh, tells the stories a little bit more effectively. Um, So I don't think it's a slam dunk that everything is great, but we're seeing new faces. We got a lot of new blood. Um, There is cause for optimism. So, I mean, it's a double-edged sword, and I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, WWE's turned the corner. It's all, you know, great. I mean, even this past Raw, um, you know, there's when I was watching it, and I was watching it over again before the show, and uh, and Anthony, who's going to to join us uh, shortly, who brought up this point the other other day, um, and we were talking about it, you know, they blew their load. The way they booked Raw, like the first hour of the show – had uh, AJ, New Day, Shane and Stephanie were all in the first hour, and it was like, wow, you kind of threw out all your big guns that first hour. And, and not that the show was bad, but I still wonder, like, well, was that the best way to book the show? Could those, could those guys have been spread out throughout the show? I don't know. I think there's been some good storytelling. I think there's been some good programs going on. Uh, like I said, I think the in-ring storytelling still needs work. Um, I think psychology still needs work, but what I've seen on Raw post-mania is reason for optimism, and for the first time in a long time, and I want your take on it, Rock, the first time in a long time, I think the build towards a pay-per-view has been really good, and I think the pay-per-view on paper looks like a solid to above-average pay-per-view with a lot of new faces who are getting the opportunity to prove themselves, uh, this is the first time in a long time that the build towards it has me excited. Well, uh, color me uh, on the same boat, Ken, because I can definitely say for the uh, past couple of Raws, uh, they definitely have stepped up their game. Uh, I've definitely enjoyed them more than uh, a previous. Um, Taking... Taking the analogy of uh, you know WrestleMania being the start of a new season, it's interesting to see where they've gone with this pay per view. As like you said, it's a big smattering of new names uh, of I of forgive the term IWC darlings uh, because you, and you got and you're pretty much covering all bases. You're covering your luchadors. You're covering your tags. You're covering uh, you know the new guard versus old guard. Because, you know, it's not all new people. You have your smattering of, of names in there, you know, and I'm not really speaking to the, you know, Roman Reigns. Obviously, Roman Reigns is going to be there, and Dean Ambrose, they're they're still ve- relatively new. But, you know, Chris Jericho, uh, you know, a hardcore veteran who can get the – who can tell the story in the ring uh, and, and is still putting on great matches. Uh, Dolph Ziggler uh, is still in there, and – you know, he, maybe he's not new. He's not. I wouldn't call him exactly old either. But uh, I think you run the gamut across all spectrums of what people could be asking for in a wrestling show. And I thought the build was good. And the, on paper, this uh, this pay per view looks to really deliver. I agree with you. I mean, I think there's a lot of and, and as you you talk about veteran names, let's not forget. That, I mean, they're not wrestling, but we got Ric Flair and Bret Hart on this card. Um, in the corners, helping to put over the, the – I was about to say Divas. I was about to say it. 
the women wrestlers, the female or female superstars, because we, we can't say wrestling. That's true. Sorry. I'd like to see us get back to that, but superstars. Superstars. <laughs> exactly. Um, but when you look at the, yeah, you look at this card. I mean, when you, when you look at, to get excited about a card, and there's no John Cena, there's no Randy Orton, you know, guys, no Triple H, guys you've seen time and time again, and those guys are going to be back. They're not gone forever. And, you know, fine, shoot me, IWC. We need them back. I, I mean, we, we want those, the more talent, the better. Uh, John Cena still has a lot to offer. I've said it a million times. I'll say it again. Randy Orton is one of the most gifted guys you will ever see in the ring, and fans need to respect that because that dude is awesome. Um, so I, I'm not, like, saying, oh, thank God they're, they're not here, but they're not here. And you're looking at a pay-per-view being held down by new faces, new guys. And, and, and again, that, stu- that, that spot where like you're, you're, you have reason for optimism. When I look at this pay-per-view, you know, I look at, does the ladies' championship matter? Yeah. Yeah, it matters. It matters a lot. And you got Ric Flair and Bret Hart there making that title matter. And they give, they're giving Natalia a title shot who can work, who might be the best female worker in the company, and she's better than some of the guys, and she's got a championship match. That, that's important. Absolutely. The ladies matter. You got the ch- Does a championship matter? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You got Roman Reigns and AJ Styles. AJ Styles, you know, who is an IWC darling, who's wrestled all over the world, getting his first title shot. That title matters. Does the tag team title matter? Yeah, and it's not on the line. But you have a tournament. You're putting together number one contender. You have Enzo Amore and Cassidy versus the Vaudevillians. Vaudevillians? Vaudevillians. Vaudevillians. Yes. It's easy for you to say. <laughs> um, but that match, that matters. Absolutely. The IC title matters. You know, I think Miz, honestly, you know, and mark the tape. Even hold though on. we're not taping hold anything, hold hold mark on. it. Let me get my pencil. What time, what time were we at on the show? About uh we're about 30 minutes in. About that. Just about that. I think Miz is doing some of the best work he has ever done. It is, it is May, wow. May 1st. May, May 1st. May 1st. This is monumentous. May 1st, about a half hour in. I think Miz is doing great stuff right now. I really do. I think, and adding Maurice to the mix, just like, because I don't know about you, I look at, at Miz and I'm like, that dude is tagging that. That dude is going, that dude. Out of anyone, he... <laughs> I, I look if it was Randy Orton, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I get. It. No, Miz, Miz is tapping that. I, I don't know about you, but I look at Maurice instead. <laughs> I'm just like, wow, but like it makes he's a true heel. He's a true throwback heel that you just freaking hate him. And they did it, you know, as much as I would have liked to seen Zack Ryder hold that belt a little while longer, it added to the heat. He's a bona fide mid card, mid card heel. That can help put over faces. I think what Miz did for AJ Styles was great because he kept because we all know AJ's strong suit is not on the mic True. at all. True. And AJ was helped a lot by what the Miz did on Miz TV to build him in the WWE. Um, I think Miz is doing solid stuff. And as much as Cesaro's over, it can't hurt coming back from injury to wrestle a guy who is so hated right now as a heel. He's doing some really solid work. Um, the only the championship that I think they need to work on, Kalisto, Ryback, not excited about that match, not mm-hmm. excited about that title. Um, but, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. So I think sure. when, you, when you look at that pay-per-view and the overview, as much as maybe it's not sexy, maybe it's not like, you know, names that are jumping out at you, um, it's guys that are going to, 
be looking to grab that proverbial brass ring. Um, championships matter. Um, you got some great storytelling. I mean, hell, you got three matches on this card of just guys that hate each other. Yeah. An old school feel, man. Like, face and heel, there's no championship involved. They just got beef. They just don't like yeah, each other. Th- those are some of the best stories, absolutely. And and you don't get that as much anymore. So you hope that the WWE is turning a corner because, in all honesty, as much as, like I just said, the championships are all over except maybe the U.S. title, um, but I'm excited about the dudes hating each other. I'm excited about Ziggler, Corbin, Zane Owens, especially Zane Owens, and, oh, yeah. Am- and Ambrose Jericho. Oh, yeah. I think you got some, three solid stories, especially with Zane and Owens, and we'll get into that you know, specifically a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. But solid storytelling, just a face and heel True. who just don't like each other. Um, so on paper, I'm very optimistic. And, and again, like I said before, I, I don't want to get into, oh, God, they definitely turned a corner and everything's going to be, you know, you know, great he- from here on out. I mean, they could crap the bed tonight and we could have a crappy Raw tomorrow and we'll be like, all right, you know, I guess we're, we're just way too excited. I mean, but, we hope not. We hope not. Yeah, but there's reason to be optimistic here. No, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I – I think that it says to it says to the faith that the WWE has in these performers. Also, to a degree, it could also be said to quiet the IWC a little bit. Whereas, you know, one of the big complaints was always, you know, no one's giving the new guys any shots. They're just getting buried. Well, you know what, guys, we're we just made a pay per view right after WrestleMania, which is the majority of names are new names. And it's going to be on them whether they make it sink or swim. Exactly. And, and you like that. You like to see that, that you know, you got to grab that proverbial brass ring, you know, that Vince McMahon brought up. And, uh, you know, it's a good place to be in because it's, it is. It's sink or swim, man. If you, if, you, if you crap the bed tonight, like, maybe you don't get another shot. And it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's impressive when you look at this that if, let's just say, for argument's sake, they knock, they knock it out of the park tonight. We may really be looking at the dawning of a new era. If all these new faces, they really knock it out of the park tonight, that might be enough for the WWE to look at and say, yeah, we, we need to move in a different direction. We need to like give these guys the ball and, and see where they go with it. And uh, um, it, It's a time to be pretty optimistic. 347-838-9815, that is the number to call. Right now, we are going to be joined with, talked about at the top of the show, 1640 PWPR. He is... Uh, the host of the cool down with AC and he's on right now. He's going to kind of help us out, give us his take on things. Andy, how you doing tonight? Good. How you guys doing? We're doing awesome. Good to hear oh. from you. Saw you yesterday. Uh, lots of great stuff to uh, talk about. I mean, it's, it's interesting for us cause uh, you know, Rocky and I are talking about things and um, you know, not willing to go out on a limb and say, yes, they fixed everything. But, Reason to be optimistic out of the WWE into this pay-per-view. What are your thoughts? Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, before I get into the payback, real quick, I'll just throw it in. It was obviously tremendous to hang out with you guys last night, and <clears throat> congratulations to Dave and Nicole. We had a great time. It was an honor being there. And uh, real quick, on your Prince, uh, if you do do a Prince tribute show, I'd like to uh, let me know when that is. I'd like to call in because Purple Rain happens to be like one of my favorite songs ever, and I'd, lo- I'd love to get in on that. But um, as as far as payback goes, I, I tend to agree with your sentiment. I mean, it, it's, would I say it's the greatest card in the world? No, but I think there's, 
I think there's a lot of interesting matches there. Um, I was at Raw Monday. I wouldn't say it did a lot for me to get my juices going for payback, uh, that particular Raw, but I think the stories overall, uh, you know, to play off your point, uh, have been pretty decent since WrestleMania. Um, AJ being in the title picture this quick, I think was kind of a swerve to all of us. It's pretty cool when you add in the uh, the, the element of Gallows and Anderson and possibly Finn Balor down the road. Uh, you know, there there may be some surprise factor tonight. I, I'd be kind of disappointed if we didn't have some surprise. I don't know what the surprise would be, but I'm, I'm thinking there's going to be some surprise element tonight somewhere down the road. Um, and, you know, I, I've seen Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn wrestle a million times other places and, and NXT, but I, I kind of think you have just a really good – match there with guys who have a lot of chemistry and you have one of those matches where you're like, oh, you, you just got 30 minutes, 30 minutes of like badass quality match where, you know, steal the show type match. So that's a good element. Um, and, but I agree with you. There are a couple things. Ryback and, you know, Kalisto. Uh, I don't love the chemistry between the two. Uh, the U.S. title has, to me, almost disappeared since it's been out of Cena's hands. Um, I don't the the women's match. I, I understand Flair and uh, and Bret Hart involved. Uh, given the bitterness that you constantly hear from Bret Hart, um, to me, all he does is trash everything that WWE does. But now he's taking WWE money, so uh, I'm kind of down on him. I'm a bit down on Flair. I'd almost wish they just let those women's wrestlers just you know, steal the spotlight themselves. And uh, uh, one women's match uh, with the talent they have right now might not be enough. I think they need to get to a point where they have one or two programs going on at once. Hopefully we get there. Um, I mean, I don't know your guys' thoughts, but that's just a quick overview of how I'm feeling about the show. I, I, but I am kind of excited, I, I would say. Yeah, I, I mean, let's talk about that, because one of the things that we did talk about being excited about is um... – you know, that old school feel where there's three matches on the card where there's no title involved. It's just two guys that hate each other. And and to me, and I've talked about it, you know, a lot on the show. Like, that's to me what has been missing a lot with wrestling is just guys that don't like each other. You know, face heel, basic psychology. I don't like you. You don't like me. Let's beat the shit out of each other. You know, it's, it's, it's easy storytelling. And, and to your point, I, I think you, you bring up an interesting point that – yeah, like, all right, so you have Charlotte and Natalia, and that matters, but why not have something significant going on between two other females where they just don't like each other? Um, and they just want to get out there, and they just want to beat each other up, and it has nothing to do with the title. Um, it just has to do with that we're, we're, we have a disdain for each other. And uh, you're right, like, when you look at this pay-per-view, and, you know, there's eight matches, one pre-show, one of those is a pre-show match, so seven matches for the pay-per-view. Uh, maybe you could have put another match in there with two other females. But as they build this uh, women's division, it's been a tough go. I mean, I think they're moving in the right direction. And, I, you know, again, I want to hear your thoughts on the women's division. But the, the Diva Revolution was crap. Uh, they told us it was a revolution. It was anything mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, it almost would have been better if they didn't put a label on it. Because if you look at the, the ladies now and when Stephanie announced a Diva Revolution, 
yeah, it's definitely better now. It's moving in the right direction. But when you hear revolution, it wasn't like they just, you know, completely flipped the script and, and gave us like a totally new product. It's been a very, very slow burn to get to a point where you're optimistic about the ladies. So I agree with you. They need to have like a a few more storylines, programs going on at the same time. Um, so, I mean, I think the ladies are moving in the right direction, but uh, there's still more work to be done. Yeah, absolutely. And it, the thing that gets me is I'm actually sitting here watching the network as we're uh, chatting. And, you know, they have those little commercials, and they did one of those WWE Network commercials that was totally based around Sasha Banks. And, I mean, to me, she's she has a reaction. She's so over with the fans right now. Um, even a pre-show match, her and Naomi, you know, I, who cares if it tells a story? Tell the story that Naomi's pissed that Sasha broke up Team Bad and they're going to have a match. It, you know, they, they ran Raw from Hartford Monday night, and Sasha's, you know, hometown's an hour and a half away. She wrestled indie shows in Connecticut. Uh, she's extremely popular around here. She was popular around here before she was Sasha Banks. To not have her on the show at all, to me, it's, I, I just I don't get I don't understand it. Uh, I'm not saying you base your show around Sasha Banks. I'm just saying is, you know, you had a you had a bunch of these on Raw Monday after, and, and you brought up, you know, the point where you know we were talking about last night where I I thought they shot a lot of their bullets very early Monday. Um, so you bring Sasha Banks out in that middle hour where it's kind of blah, have her have a five minute match with whoever, and you know maybe. Maybe you you could get a pre-show match out of that uh, on Raw. I just some of it just it makes you wonder. They're headed in the right direction, but it's been very slow moving. And to your point, the revolution aspect of it was obviously a major failure. But I think now that you know it, it's not their fault. But now that the Bellas are out of the mix and they're starting to focus more on the wrestling, you know, even around that time we were screaming like, "Where's Natalia?" You know, now they have her involved, but they have her involved at the expense of pushing back, you know, the Beckys and Sashas of the world where they're not even doing anything right now. It's 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 puzzling when you have that amount of TV time to cover and you, you they just seem to base it around five or six things. And uh, forget everybody else right now. We'll get back to them next month or whatever. I, I, that part of it I don't love. And, you know, everybody who listens to me on this network now knows that there's a lot of things I don't love about WWE right now. But you, you still got to, you know, take some of the good stuff they're doing. It's, it's not all bad. And I think, um, you know, I think that the tag team stuff with uh, Enzo and Kaz, I'm not a big fan of the VOD villains. I don't know why they're up right now, but they're, they're here. Um, hopefully Enzo and Kaz are, you know, you know, the main cognitive thing. I, I, I personally think with that one it might be a little early to go Enzo and Kaz versus New Day when both teams seem to be so over. But, you know, maybe that's where they go. And, you know, with, with all the mic talent and in-ring talent and social media stuff that all those guys do, uh, you could see maybe a few months, like, really good, you know, captivating the audience program out of Enzo and Kaz versus New Day. Maybe that's where they're headed here. And with that one, yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to jump in here because 
me myself, I am a fan of the Vaudevillains. I, I, I watched them in NXT. I thought they were highly entertaining, uh, and I definitely liked the gimmick. And I could definitely, uh, I can see uh, Enzo and Cass and uh, and the Vaudevillains themselves doing a program. And and I can definitely agree to your point. It's kind of you know, even though Enzo and Cass are definitely extremely over, uh, them going right to the new day. Um, it, you know, it, it is a little bit of a swerve, but uh, you know the the the, fan, the fans want what they want, and uh, this may be a, a sliver of the WWE giving them that. Uh, I, do I think that uh, you know when the time comes, are Enzo and Cash going to go over on New Day? Uh, not anytime soon, but uh, to to give them to give them that exposure to put them, uh, you know, I think both teams, both Enzo. And Cass and the Vaude villains uh, are good for are good for Raw are a good thing for the tag team division. Uh, and as far as uh, as far as your point earlier to uh, uh, Charlotte and Natalia, and yeah, I I I heard a, a lot of the trashing that Bret Hart has done towards the WWE. But you know, the fa- fact of the matter is, a lot of us aren't happy with a lot of the decisions that WWE has made lately. Uh, still, when you have names like Brett and Ric Flair, you know, I, do I believe that Charlotte and Natalia can hold, you know, can hold the crowd's attention for a match? Absolutely. Does it hurt to have those kind of names behind them? Absolutely not. You know, you, if you, if you have those cards, you got to play them. I can tell you, like, one of the things, uh, getting to the tag, and I agree with you, like, you, you know, you have those names there. It does come off as a bit disingenuous with Brett, like, you know, it's like, oh, WWE sucks. I hate the WWE. Wait, they're going to pay me? Oh, yeah, I'll go on. <laughs> you know, it's, a, you know, it's That's those, really like, what's like, my point I mean, here. <laughs> every time you hear, and I love Brett, and I'm a Brett guy, and there are times I'm just like, Brett, please just, just don't say anything. Like, we don't want you, like, we don't want to... to I don't want my lasting like impression of Brett to be, you know, bitter old wrestler. You know, I just I I hate that where he's like, oh, Triple H has never had a good match. I'm like, oh, come on, Brett. I mean, right. I get being critical, but come on, Brett. But uh, but to your point uh, with with the tag team division, I mean, the interesting thing right now with with uh, you know, Enzo and Cassidy, um, you know, when when you look at them, see, it's interesting because I look at. Them and New Day being cut from the same cloth. They're both charismatic tag teams. They both get the crowd going. They're both faces. And I would look to keep them separate for as long as I possibly can because I think both those teams could be better served putting over other teams rather than having a program with each other. So we'll see what happens there. But both of them, I just think that it just would be if you're trying to build the tag the tag team division, and I think they're doing a nice job with it right now. Because you have and you have teams, which I love like seeing actual tag teams, like not hey let's grab this guy and this guy and like force them together and make a tag team. You know you have the Usos, you have the Vaudevillains, you have uh, Enzo and Cassidy. You know you have these teams that are teams that have come into the WWE as teams. We only know them as tag team wrestlers. So I, I like that vibe. I just, For me, if I'm booking it, I'm trying to keep – and what the hell? We'll go with, like, the first pick of the night. I will look at this, and I'm saying for booking purposes, 
you want to keep them separate for the time being. I think I think uh, the Vault Villains win tonight. I think they win that match. I think they keep, you know, Enzo and, and Cassidy away from New Day for the time being. Um, I think the pursuit for them for that title uh, is going to be more entertaining. And I wouldn't want to book them in a championship match right away and have them lose to New Day. I don't think it's time for New Day to drop those belts. Um, so I, I think the crowd's going to be disappointed tonight. I think the Villains win tonight. And, and look, they, they might cheat. Something underhanded happened. Maybe we have a Dudley sighting. Um, but I, I, I think you keep New Day and, and these guys separate for the time being because they're so cut from the same cloth. Uh, you know, I mean, I think about watching a match with these guys, and it's like, you know, New Day comes out, and they're skipping, and the crowd's clapping, and New Day rocks. They're like, W-W-E. And the crowd, and then it's like, S-A-W-F-T. So, like, it's, what, do we need all of that in one match? So, to uh-huh. me, keep all the, keep those two teams separate. Use what they're doing with the crowd to put other teams over and really build that division. And I'm curious, I want both Anthony and Rocky to give me your, your picks for that. And then we're going to go out to the phones and get some of our fans and what they're thinking. But uh, you're, let's pick this first match. It's, and I love the idea of a tag team tournament. I think it puts over the tag belts. It puts over the tag division. The tag division matters. All of it's a positive. And I think, you know, I love what, you know, Cassidy and, and Amori are doing. But I say they, they're not successful tonight. Um, and the Vaudevillains are going for WWE Tag Team Goal coming out of tonight. Uh, uh, yeah, I tend to... Oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead, Anthony. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, I tend I tend to agree with you. I'm on I'm on the same page. Uh, obviously, like I said, I'm not a big Bob Villains guy. That's just that's just my personal opinion. I could see you know how other people may like them or whatever, but I think it's not only the right thing to do. It makes the most sense. Um, like I said, maybe a run-in, you know, a pull of the tights, some heel type of way of winning. Five villains get over as heels, and they move on to a program with New Day. Uh, it, you know, agree with you 100%. And I don't, I don't want to see New Day and Enzo and Kaz right now. I think Enzo and Kaz, they don't need the titles yet. They don't need to be in the title picture yet. They could work with the Dudleys or the Usos or whoever you want to put them with, and – they're going to be entertaining either way. You know, let them go on and let them get themselves even more over uh, somewhere else. And, you know, let New Day move on with the Vibe Villains. I'm sure those guys are creative enough. I, I'm sure they could come up with some funny promos to, you know, make fun of the Vibe Villains. And um, I'm going to go I'm going to go with you. I'm picking the Vibe Villains in there. It uh, might not be clean, but I think they're going to win. Well, uh, I think I'm going to throw in there. I'm going to make it the hat trick. Be for all, all valid points given, and I uh, definitely agree with uh, all points given. But me, definitely as a fan of the Vaude Villains, uh, I, I like I, I like what they've done in NXT. Uh, you know, on both sides, uh, on both the heel and the face side, uh, I enjoy uh, Aiden English and Simon Gotch. I think they're great. Uh, I definitely picking the Vaude Villains to win. Well, there you go. You know, it's funny when we do picks here, like, depending on what, like, where you go in the order of, it's like, you could be sitting there, it's like, oh, I think I'm going to pick this guy. And then you hear, like, all the reasons, and it's like, no, nah, I'm going to go the other way. That's, <laughs> that was some solid info the guys threw out there. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's go out to the phone, 347 that is the number to call if you want to talk 
WWE, like I said earlier, you want to talk WWE payback, you want to talk Raw, you want to talk a little bit about China, it is all on the table. Let's go out to the phones. Uh, I think that's Jerry online. Jerry, are you there? Maybe it's not Jerry. 862 number. 862. Going once. Going twice. 862. All right. We're going to put you back on hold. Uh, message us on Facebook. Maybe you, you fell asleep, which we've had happen here before. Can't write this I know. It's always like, call, are you there? <laughs> I'm going to try not to take that personally. But, uh, yeah, 862, if you uh, – you know, if you, you mess with Facebook, uh, you're back at it. You know, maybe you, you, uh, you know, I know you've been on hold for a while. You've been patient. We will definitely pull you up again. Let's go back out to the phones. I think it's going to be Justin. Oh, Justin, are you there? I can't miss you. Hey, Justin. Woo! How are you this evening? I'm very good. Glad to hear it. Today, it's a little bit of a different show today because uh, I don't know if you heard, but Dave got married. And so he took tonight off, and I got uh, my buddy Rocky is here and Anthony, and they're helping uh, out on the show tonight. Very good. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Justin. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so, you, Justin, are you psyched for uh, WWE's payback? Yes, I am. What are you looking forward to the most tonight? I like Paige because she's a great diva. Uh, Natalia. Oh, Paige. She's a, she's a, with the Paige. black hair? Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 so you think you think we're going to have a surprise appearance from Paige tonight? I think so. What do you think she's going to do? going to uh, beat the crap out of Natalia. Wow. Wow. See, that, that's awesome because Anthony said that there's going to be some surprises tonight. And you put it – and I love that because you come on and when you get predictions, your predictions are way out of the box. And that's some good stuff. So, so let me get this straight. Uh, so we have tonight on on the pay per view, we have Natalia's wrestling Charlotte. Uh, but you think Paige is going to interfere and cost Natalia her match tonight? I think I think so. Wow, that's awesome. That you know why not? You know, and, and to your point, Justin um, and fellas, uh, chime in. You know, Paige has been someone who was who was pretty over. Who is an important in the Divas division? Uh, uh, athletic uh, was definitely someone who uh, added some credibility to the ladies' division uh, while it was still the Divas division. Uh, not really being used as of late. Uh, if she sticks her nose into the championship picture and costs Natalia uh, her match, definitely thrust into uh, the big picture and. Can't say that I would necessarily mind that. It would definitely be a good place for Paige to be in because we have not seen a lot of substantial stuff from Paige as of late. Uh, definitely. That, that that would be an excellent swerve and, in my eyes, absolutely believable. Uh, being that Paige ha- has definitely played the uh, the turncoat more than once, but, uh, you know, still she she's a viable champion. She's held that belt before. I think she's fought the belt some prestige. So, uh, like you said, a, a, an out-of-the-box prediction, but I, I'm actually I'm totally on board with that. What do you think of that, Andy? Um, I listen. Uh, would it shock me? I mean, Paige is like the female version of the Big Show these days. I mean, you know, she changes <laughs> heel face on a whim. But um, 
I, I'd be kind of shocked by that. I, I got to be honest. Um, could there be some kind of, you know, other women's wrestler run in? Could it be a Sasha? Could it be a Becky? Could it be whoever? I mean, yeah, I guess it could be Paige, but I, I'd be shocked by that. But hey, listen, you never know, right? I mean, they're still trying to sell Total Divas, and uh, Paige is on that show now, so. I mean, stranger things have happened, right? Justin, I appreciate the fact that you called in and you got like the the, the creative juices flowing. You got us thinking. You know, we're we're doing the show pretty straightforward, and and you threw it out there, something out of the box, and uh, I I thought that was pretty damn good. Before I let you go, I got to get your pick: Roman Reigns, AJ Styles for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Who wins that match? Um. Hey, hey, uh, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns retains. Roman Reigns retains. Very good, Justin. Awesome call. Thanks for throwing out some stuff that was like out of the box. We really appreciate your support. And uh, we'll talk to you real soon, brother. All right, Ken. Take it easy. And hey. Justin, giving us some good stuff. That was awesome, man. I was like, yeah, definitely. Uh, I didn't. I didn't think that. No, totally out of the box. Oh. Right, yeah, definitely out of the blue. Can I throw? Can I throw in a match here? We haven't even uh, discussed yet at all. Um, Absolutely not. Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Jer- Jericho and uh, and Ambrose. I- I'm interested to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Um, you know, it- it's 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 kind of funny because Dean never never seems to win these big matches. You know. Um, he, he didn't get a lot of time at Mania, which I was kind of surprised about myself. Um, and given how Jericho's been booked lately here, it almost seems like you'd think Jericho would go over to just push his heel persona even further. But is it time for Dean to finally get a, a signature pay-per-view win? It's a good question. Um as as far as pick goes, and what the hell, I'll I'll pick first on this match. Um, it's a t- and that's you know these are one of the things that you know with with pay per views and and you watch this stuff long enough. Uh, sometimes you can sleepwalk through the picks because it's so obvious. Matches where the picks aren't obvious, uh, I think it's a good thing. And this is you know there's a few that are tough to pick on this pay per view. Um, this is one of them. I, I think it is. I think this is the time that uh, Ambrose gets a signature victory. Um, over Jericho, uh, maybe he does something a little, little heelish, but uh, he's a face, you know. Maybe you call him a tweener, uh, if you will. But Ambrose uh, does victory, and this is one of those those storylines that I'm enjoying because this is kind of has this old school feel to it. This has a baby face versus a heel, like straightforward black and white. One guy's clearly a face, one guy's clearly a heel. You know, the crowd loves one guy, hates the other guy. And they just have beef. They just have beef with each other, and that's it. And uh, I think Jericho, with the way he's uh, playing off, and, and, you know, I think Jericho is brilliant at, you know, not totally changing his character, but tweaking little things here and there where it still makes sense that he's, quote, Chris Jericho. It's just another aspect of the Chris Jericho personality, and he's kind of being an obnoxious uh rock star kind of thing and and you know Dean Ambrose being that uh you know down and dirty blue collar kind of guy like it's it's a perfect mix for the two of these guys uh 
Jericho, very polished, uh, expensive clothes, uh, the John Bon Jovi haircut, and then you got, you know, Ambrose, who looks like he hasn't showered in a couple of weeks, who's, you know, probably buying clothes at a thrift store, and, you know, it's just a blue-collar guy. It's just, it's a perfect, it's, it's just, it's a story that's old as time. It works with these two guys. Um, and I don't think it's over between these two at all, but I'll say Ambrose gets his first uh, significant big win on, on a pay-per-view I'm going to go to Rocky second this time. Your thoughts on this match? My thoughts, I, I think, Ken, this is where we're, this is our first time we're going to diverge on this pay-per-view because... Dun, dun, dun. Uh, yeah, the, you know, big, big drama, big drama, because <laughs> while good points you bring up uh, about, about Dean, and I'm a Dean Ambrose fan, but... Uh, it, by my estimation, especially with the way Dean Ambrose has been booked for these for these big matches, so to speak, and yeah, he's he's not getting it done in the big match. Uh, well, a a lot of the like as at least for the last match he was booked against uh, uh, Brock, you know, bro, they booked Brock so damn strong, it, it, you have to go in there with a tank to to have any chance to take down Brock. Be that as it may, if you remember back in the day that. With Chris Jericho, they used to say, you know, the guy can't get it done uh, on the big stage, uh, you know, before he had his first, uh, you know, his run as the undisputed world heavyweight champion. But, uh, you know, I, I, I say it would work either way. But if Jericho goes over, you can almost write how, you know, Ambrose just descends into madness. And, you know, look, I, I'm trying everything I know. Now I'm just going to go you know, excuse the language, batshit crazy, <laughs> and I'm just going to run roughshod off. Because, you know, like you said, you know, a lot of big matches, he's dropping, dropping, dropping. You got to do something. Will will this be the place to start? Maybe. I don't think it will be. What do you think, Ant? Um, I'm going to – I'm actually going to break the tie here and side with Rocky. I think – and uh, there's a message to my madness here a little bit. Because I don't think this is the end of this program with Jericho and Ambrose. I think Jericho is going to win, and and again in one of those heel type fashions, whatever it is, you know, yeah. pull the tights, cheat in some fashion. Maybe you get. Hopefully this doesn't happen, but maybe you get some kind of stupid count out or something. But I think this all comes down to like an extreme rules match, and. You know, you see, you finally see a real lunatic fringe, and Dean uses his lunatic fringe persona to, you know, overtake Jericho. But I don't think it's going to happen tonight. I think it's going to happen down the road, possibly at an Extreme Rules. Well, okay, I'm I'm out on a limb here in this one. Let's see what people think. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. Our eight six two friend is called back. Let's see if they're back there. Call, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry about that. No problem. Who we got here? It's Jerry. It is Jerry. How you doing, man? Good. What's going on, Kenny? I'm here with Nick. I hope. You there, Nick? Of course he's not there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, he's on the alley. Technology. What's going on? No, we're talking WWE Payback. Are you you looking forward to tonight? What are some of the things you're looking forward to on the pay-per-view? I'm just interested to see what's going to happen with a bunch of our wrestlers tonight. It's going to be very interesting to see with our guys because 
number one, like we were speaking, like I heard you speak about with Brock and a couple of the others, that are heel. It's it's going to be pretty interesting. Well, we got um, you know, we actually were talking about uh, just now. We we're talking about Ambrose and and Jericho. Um, you know, and, and the, the program, and we're enjoying the program that they're running. Uh, who do you think comes out victorious in that match? Ambrose, definitely. See, finally, someone sides with me. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely have to go with Ambrose. I'm sorry for those out there that are listening and hate that, but sorry, guys, it's Ambrose all the way. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm picking Ambrose. So, like, I guess now we're like two and two as far as the, the picks so far on the show and who's going to win that match. Um, you know, uh, I, you know, one of the matches actually I'd like to get your take on as well. Um, it's interesting. You know, AJ Styles, uh, not in the WWE that long, getting a title shot. Uh, your thoughts on AJ uh, getting a title shot? Do you think he comes away with the belt tonight? Do you think we have a, a Bullet Club reunion tonight? What do you think happens in the championship match? Well, as you saw. From the video, I believe you saw it anyway. Um, I would have to choose Styles, and I do believe he is going to come home with this with the championship. I'm hoping wow, for that sir. anyway. I'm hoping for it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to see it with that as well, but that's my prediction. Wow, that's that's and, that's gutsy, man. Like I don't. I, I, we'll get into the prediction of that. Our predictions a little bit later, but that's a. Uh, that's gutsy. Do you think that he wins clean, or do you think he has some help from his uh, compadres? Oh, it's going to be dirty. I think it's going to be dirty. 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 That's how we dirty. like it. <laughs> we love it dirty. <laughs> but, yeah, it's going to be a little dirty, and he's going to come out with the championship. Wow, interesting That's how stuff. I'm at I, so it. when we look at the pay-per-view tonight, and uh, – you know, being uh, wrestling fans or watch, we enjoy it. We have a good time. Uh, is there one match that jumps out at you that, like, you're really looking forward to tonight? Well, honestly, not at all because I feel they're all, other than that one, that they're all otherwise going to be treated equal. That's just how I look at it. Well, do you think, do you think uh, are you optimistic that the pay-per-view as a whole is going to be a good event, or are you... Are you are you optimistic? Are you critical? Like, what do you think we're going to get out of tonight's event? Um, I wish Nick was here right now <laughs> because he'd be able to speak more. Uh, <laughs> I'm not really optimistic about anything. I'm more on the critical okay. just for the fact that my heart loves speaking. Um. I'm kind of shy right now because of the radio kind of situation. <laughs> I got you. No problem. You're doing fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I would have to go for, um, let's see. I think back to the AJ Styles thing, though. Um, I think something's going to happen there, too. I think that one's going to come out unexpected when after a match, I think. Styles is going to come out and going to preferably like try and get somebody to lose maybe uh, one of their matches. I don't know. We're going to have to wait and find out about that. That's going to be something to look forward to. That's how I'm looking at this as well. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely, you know, it's funny because, like, you're being critical, but I guess I'm a little bit more optimistic. Hopefully we get a good show tonight. I'm hoping that uh, they give us some good. Jerry, thanks a lot for the phone call. Great stuff. Don't be a stranger. Come on back. You did fine tonight. It was good stuff. Talk to you soon, all right? Definitely. Definitely. Thank you. Take it easy, brother. Good stuff from from uh, Jerry. Yeah, I didn't know. Like you know, he was like he's he he walks like the straight and you know it's like some are gonna win, some are gonna lose. But gutsy prediction went going out with AJ Styles first title match. Thinks he's gonna win the title. Yeah. Um. I again, Very. we're gonna pick that match a little bit later on <laughs> to uh because uh, that's uh, most likely the main event. Before we're gonna go back out to the phones in, in a minute, but the pre-show is on. Pay, the countdown is on payback, 52 minutes and 45 seconds. Uh, we're going to be getting the U.S. Uh, title match soon on the pre-show. And, you know, this is a match again. Like, you know, Kalisto, hey, solid guy. I'm not, a, I'm not really a lucha guy. Um, I get it. People love that stuff. I think there's a place for it. I really do. Um, it's just not my cup of tea. Um, but I think Kalisto's done an admirable job right now. Ryback's a guy that I just, I just don't know what the hell. I mean, he's carved out of granite. Is he, you know, is anyone ever going to confuse him with Roddy Piper on the mic? No. Is he an absolute bust on the mic? No. He's solid for what he is. I mean, he's a large, grunting, bohemian bully of a guy. And he can cut promos as a large, behemoth, grunting kind of guy. Like, that's, that's what he is. Um, I just look at, like, you know, I look at this match, and I'm like, this is finally, you know, if like, gut prediction. I'm like, Ryback's going to win this match. He's finally going to break through. They're going to give him a good run with this U.S. title, and they're going to start to rebuild the Ryback character. However, like, I look at, like, I just don't know. I don't know. And to me, when you look at a guy... You know, again, is is his skill set in the ring, like, incredible? No, it's not. Is he, like, this incredible athlete that can do all sorts of athletic things in, in the ring and wow you with his moveset? No. Does he have to do that? No. <laughs> he's just built like a brick shithouse. Like, to me, he's got the makings of a star. If not main event, definitely a bonafide dude to hold down the mid-card. And I just don't get how... You know, he was arguably one of the most popular guys in the company, and then they ran him against Cena, and then ever since then, it's amazing. It's like, I don't, it's like they look, the WWE looks at Ryback, it's like, I don't know what to do with him. We have like a 6'5", you know, 5% body fat behemoth of a guy. Oh, I don't know what we can do with this guy. <laughs> like, how do you not know what to do with him? So I don't know. Like I, I go back and forth on this, and and Ant, I want you know I want to go to you first, but it's just been weird with him. And again, my gut says like right, this is the time, and now we get a good title run with the U.S. title from Ryback. Uh, but I wouldn't be shocked if Callisto walks out uh, with that strap tonight. So your your thoughts on Ryback and and this match coming up on the pre-show? Uh, listen, I'm 100 percent with you. I this has been a question probably for two or three years now, right? I mean, yeah. Ryback is the WWE cup of tea. He's the 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 guy that the average guy isn't. You know what I mean? Muscle bound monster. He's athletic. Um. But yeah. Again, you're right. He's not going to do all these moves, but 
he he does enough. Uh, not great on the mic, but he's he he could in the right circumstance. I almost like when they put him in that kind of like dumb meathead role. He plays that well. <laughs> I I mean I just don't know. I I, I don't think the match is going to be great. I I mean the chemistry did not seem to be there. It hasn't seemed to be there with the two of them. I just think maybe it's too big, too little, you know, with the size of the guys. I don't know. Um, I, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna go. I think Kalisto is gonna take it. I just, it just seems to be the way it goes with Ryback, and it almost seems like he's been repackaged and repackaged and repackaged, and it's almost like that confusing thing where I get the sense that. They're confused about what to do with him, so I should no longer be confused because you're the confused ones, not me. You know, and, and yeah, would it be cool to have Ryback, you know, be a, a monster heel at this point and grab that title and maybe have a run with someone who's a face? So I mean, you know, maybe a Ziggler to sort of name out there, maybe get a guy in there that could, uh, you know, help give him over as a heel. I just don't know if they're going to go there, and I think that they're still they're searching for that new Mysterio type guy that they can sell these masks to and all that stuff. And maybe they feel Kalisto's that guy, and I think they're going to put Kalisto over in his spot. It's crazy, man. I mean, I just I, I still like for the life of me, I, I look at Ryback and like as you're saying it, and I said it, as the words are coming out of my mouth, and they just don't seem to know what to do with them. How? How do you not know what to do <laughs> with this guy? It's insanity. It really is. I mean, you he you look at Ryback, and he is part of a very small minority of guys that can actually look like that. And you just, I I, I just I don't know. Well, uh, I, I'm definitely uh, gonna be the devil's advocate here, and my pick is actually going to be Ryback. Um, I hearken back to yesteryear when he was the you know one of the more popular superstars and he was actually in you know the run for the big belt and you know just looking him over absolutely can can he cut a, a you know a five star promo no can he cut a three star promo <laughs> and a good day probably but uh, more importantly when you think. Uh, when you think about guys like, and the, the the example still pops in my head, Brock Lesnar, you've you've booked Brock so strong, the list of viable opponents for Brock that you would actually sit there and think, oh yeah, this guy's gonna have a shot is a very short list. But for me, physically, Ryback is on that list. He could be a legitimate threat facing someone like Brock, and obviously, you know, you're not gonna get a. a a technical, you know, twenty-minute bout on all those guys, but for what for what it is, you're going to get two large guys just slugging it out. And I think to to me, that's definitely part of the entertainment tapestry that that the WWE should be. Um, I am a lucha fan. Don't get me wrong; I I, I do like the lucha style, but you know, th- in this mismatch of a case, um, I don't think. Uh, it's a good pairing, but my prediction is going to be Ryback squashes Kalisto. And I got to give Rocky credit because I think he's the first person to use tapestry on the show. So I'm going to go with Ryback as well. I'm going to I'm going to pick with my gut. Anthony's out on a limb here for this one, but uh, 
I'm going to say he finally breaks through. And it's, how funny would it be if, like, you know, the call sheet and, you know, they book Ryback against Brock Lesnar and the two guys, like, they walk in the locker room and it says, like, hour-long Iron Man match. <laughs> <laughs> they walk in, hey, what do you got? What do you think we're going to have to do tonight? Ah, I don't know. Let's see what's on the call sheet. I'm like, hour. That's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot Great. of suplexes. <laughs> Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. Let's go back out to the phones. Because we got the one and only uh, Mike Ferrara on the line. Mike, how you doing this evening? Brother, 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 I am all ready to go. I am pumped up. I can't wait. First of all, let me tell you something about Ryback. I I uh, I heard uh, I heard one of the uh, WWE writers were, was uh, talking on uh, on the Smith Hart Grapevine on Tuesday night, which is a good show to check it out. And he was he was saying that. Ryback got in trouble with McMahon because it was Ryback who, who 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 called himself the big guy, and McMahon didn't like it. Really? So he just didn't yep. like the big man. No, he didn't like how he named himself. He didn't like how he named himself the big guy. I mean, he is the big guy, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, but he named but he named himself. You know, McMahon didn't name him. You know, the writers didn't come up with it. And uh, also, also oh, he also it. said, also he also talked about how how um it was he was at the right place at the right time. The writers felt that's why he got the he got the title shot against Punk. Um, he said it was twofold. One, he said no one wanted to wrestle Punk. He said at the time, and two. Ryback, um, Ryback was just the guy at the right place at the right time. And I can see that. I mean, you know, that's part of it in pro wrestling, you know, right place, right time. You know, promoter takes a liking to you, and then you wind up getting pushed where maybe you shouldn't be pushed. I mean, that happens. Uh, happens. It happens all the time in, in pro wrestling. So, I mean, McMahon, right McMahon place, don't right don't time, like Ry- McMahon don't really like Ryback. It's Hunter who likes Ryback. Well, whatever the case is, I mean, I, to me, like, I look at Ryback, and again, I don't know if he's a main eventer, but I, I, I look at a guy that looks like that, and you got to be able to do, you got to at least be able to do more with him than is being done right now. So who do you think wins that match, then? Ryback. Well, okay, so a bunch of us are in agreement with that match. Uh, as you look at, like, the pay-per-view tonight, is there anything that's jumping out at you, a match, like, you're really looking forward to, a storyline you're liking? Uh, do you think the pay-per-view looks good? Uh, you think it's going to crap the bed? Your thoughts on the pay-per-view tonight? I think the pay-per-view looks good. I think that we're going to see a new alliance formed in the main event. I think I think we're going to continue what happened in Japan. I think AJ Styles is going to go down. I think his boys are going to beat the hell out of him. And I think Roman Reigns is going to win. And I think we're going to have a new faction. I think Roman Reigns... And and uh, Gallows and Anderson. You stole that well, from my Facebook. That's out of left field. Yeah. Um, another, another <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it, it's, it's it's an interesting prediction. You know, I don't know if we'll see a new alliance, but um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see something where those guys turn on on AJ, and maybe it's uh, maybe they don't ally themselves with Reigns, and it kind of puts AJ in a different place, like pull him away from the title for the time being to go after those guys. Uh, 
But I, that wouldn't necessarily shock me, and I think it would be some intriguing storytelling, and um, it would be it be it would be an easy way for Reigns to retain the title, but AJ to still look strong, and for to pull AJ away from the belt for the time being to go after his friends that that screwed him over. So perhaps we see something like that. It would be an intriguing swerve. Anthony, your thoughts on whether we see a, a turn. And then AJ gets beat down by his compadres. Um, I think that's a likely scenario. Um, I actually, I, it's funny Mike brought that up because I actually posted that two weeks ago on Facebook. I was like, you know, could you imagine Gallows and Anderson joining Roman Reigns? Um, it might break the IWC. And I, I, I don't necessarily <laughs> think it would be a bad thing. I, I, I think it would be pretty creative. I don't necessarily think they're going to go in that direction. And I'm not going to go out on the limb and say we're going to see Finn Balor tonight. But I do think Gallows and Anderson are not here for AJ, and I think they might be the reason why he does not become champion tonight. But I do think that AJ and Reigns are going to get a good amount of time to work the match. Well, that's fair enough. I, I... As far as that prediction is concerned, it's definitely an interesting thought. Uh, you could almost, you know, just taking that ball and running with it, uh, just imagining, you know, uh, Reigns, Anderson, and Gallows, you know, Shield 2.0, and, you know, really just, you would pretty much be giving the finger to the to the <laughs> IWC. <laughs> you know, ha you thought you were getting what you wanted. No, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> So creatively, you know, it's an out-of-the-box prediction, but it, it, it could have some legs. The good stuff, Mike. There's, also a, like there's that, uh... also a rumor going around that tomorrow night Balor makes his debut. This thing. What do you think? What do you think they do with Balor if he if he debuts next week? Where do, where would you like to see him go? Well, supposedly they were gonna do they were gonna put him they were gonna make up a Balor club. And they were going to uh, they were going to put him with Gallows and Anderson, but if if um, but if if this premonition of mine happens, then then I I see him coming up and him just uh, then him just wrestling, and not being a part of a real major storyline, right you know right the second, um, but who knows I mean he did lose to Samoa Joe which means that they're going to push him. And then I heard, like I said, I heard a rumor about tomorrow night. Well, there also is uh, reports that, and this is, you know, kind of playing off your going out on a limb scenario here, that Seth Rollins is in the building. Um, does Rollins get involved? Is he really there? Is You know, who knows? But, you know, if Rollins is there, is this a swerve? And Rollins is the leader of this, you know, Bulletproof or whatever they're going to call it, faction with Gallows and Anderson. I, you know, Ken, you brought up this point earlier. It's always a good thing when you're when you're not able to predict it so easily. I think there's a lot of scenarios that could happen with this match. Um, I think uh, personally, I'll just throw it out there. I think Reigns is going to win in some fashion, but I do think you're going to get some kind of surprise involved. That. Where the surprise comes in for me, it's going to be in that match. Whether it's Rollins, whether they align with Reigns, whether they align with Balor, whether they align with AJ, I think there's going to be some substance there that 
almost takes away from the fact that Reigns retained his title. Interesting stuff. I think we're looking at some shenanigans in the main event. Good stuff, Mike. Hey, what what happens if what happens if during the Y two J match, um Y two J match uh with Dean Ambrose, uh Rollins still make an appearance and beat the hell out of uh Dean Ambrose. I mean maybe that could happen there too. Since, you know, both guys still hate each other and Rollins was saying that he's going to make Dean pay. I was reading that in an article saying that he's not done with Dean yet. So, Yeah, I mean, the intriguing thing is when and if Seth Rollins comes back, I think, you know, at least initially you got to look to book him as a face because he's going to get a tremendous pop as soon as he, he walks uh-huh. through. And I think um, as much as, like, maybe I could see them going that route, going after Ambrose, but I kind of look at it as if you're gonna if you're going to bring a guy back, and he's going to be that over as a face when he returns. You may as well use that for a little while. So, I, I to me, I think when, when Rollins finally comes back, they're going to have him as a face, at least for a chunk of time. Uh, he was a good heel, so I'm not saying he doesn't turn heel uh, down the road a piece, but I would say at least a month or so coming back, if not longer, uh, you use the fact that he's that over to, to help, uh, you know, put over other heels. But... I don't know. It remains to be seen. I, I do think that if we see uh, Rollins tonight, uh, the I mean, where I would put him is somewhere with, with the heavyweight title picture because he never lost it. He wasn't pinned for it. Right. The likely scenario is for him to come back and say, that's still my belt. And if they ever think about turning Reigns heel, um, that would be the perfect time to do it because Rollins is going to be so over as a face. Um, and that's that would be a, a program that you could sink your teeth into, you know. Two that's when you bring him back, though. Good, what? Tonight, let's just say tonight Roman Reigns turns bad. Tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw, that's when you bring Rollins back, and that's when there's, there's a program going to happen. I, that would work for me. I mean, I think it's something that's got legs. It's it's uh you know, sometimes with wrestling, you know, don't reinvent the wheel. It's it's not rocket surgery. You know what I mean? Like it's you got two guys who are friends who aren't friends anymore. You know, that's it. There's your story. You know, you don't need to go much farther than that. And I and I think you could you could ride the two of them probably until SummerSlam um, with a program like that. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, we get a surprise. Well, you know what? The, I was going to say one quick thing. Um, the fans are the the fans are the winners. Uh, in this case, I think the fans, uh, you know, the fans are the ones. Baron Corbin's coming out now. I guess he's going to take on Ziggler. I was just Ziggler. about to say that. Yeah, Spirit, it looks that. like Ziggler Corbin is the pre-show match here. I see yeah. that. And Kalisto. Should, versus we, should we pick this quick? <laughs> yeah, I guess we I'm, should. Uh, I'm going Corbin. Uh, first, like, Mike, thanks a lot for the phone call. Good stuff. No Let's problem. I'm going your... Corbin, guys. I, I like Corbin. I think Corbin's going to win. All right, guys, take it easy. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for the call, guys. Bye-bye. Later, Thank Mike. You. Let's go. Let's, let's go, Rocky first on this one. Corbin Ziggler. Who do you think comes out victorious? Uh, Corbin Ziggler. Uh, I'm gonna go with Corbin. Uh, he, he's an up up and coming star. Uh, definitely playing. The, hopefully, playing the big man out of this match. Ziggler. Um, it's hard to say. Uh, you know, if they've been doing anything good with Ziggler as of late. Uh, and it's kind of uh, it's kind of the same situation you had with Ryback. You know, he he was on top. He was riding the you know riding the lightning, so to speak. 
and now it's kind of it's kind of muddled. But uh, unfortunately for Ziggler, I think uh, I think Corbin is going to uh, use him as a stepping stone to to his uh, to his rise. What do you think, Ant? Uh, I, I'm in agreement. I'm going to go Corbin. Um, I think this guy is a bright future. Personally, I loved him in NXT. I hate how he was used to put guys like Samoa Joe over and and Austin Aries, guys who didn't need it. It drove me insane. And then uh, he got his little WrestleMania moment there. And to me, it makes sense, and it's the right thing to do. I, I'm a Ziggler guy. I love Ziggler. But it I wouldn't even surprise me if Corbin goes over strong here. Yeah, it's funny because I, 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 heart-wise, I want to pick Ziggler. Like, I feel like, you know, Ziggler's a guy who, uh, you know, could use a run. I like Ziggler a lot. I like what he brings to the table. Um but I, I just think right now, uh, yeah, I think they're high on Corbin. Uh, I think the writing's on the wall to, to push this guy. And, uh, you know, I think part of it also with Ziggler is, uh, you know, sometimes it's almost like he's a victim of his own talent. I mean, that's a guy that, you know, I could, with the limited experience I've had in the ring, I could get in the ring with Ziggler and he would make everything I do look devastating as hell. <laughs> and, and that's where, you know, it's it's a double-edged sword. Like, he just... He's that guy to put other guys over because he makes everything look so devastating that, you know, you, why not? Like, and he's, and he's uh, like a validated guy. Like, it's not like you're just beating a jobber. You're beating a former champion. So uh, it, it works on that level. He still has, like, that name value. Like, oh, wow, Corbin came out on a pay-per-view and beat Dolph Ziggler. Um, so it's going to help put him over. Uh, maybe we get Ziggler win a return bout tomorrow night on Raw, but on the pay-per-view, on the pre-show at least, yeah, I think Corbin winds up being victorious. Uh, we'll see as the match. Right now, Corbin's putting the boots to Ziggler, and we'll see what happens oh, yeah. there. Let's get back into uh, some of the matches, because this is one of those matches that I was talking about earlier, you know, where that old-school feel, um, you know, with guys that just don't like each other, and... Uh, you know, we talked about Dean Ambrose and Chris Jericho. This is another one of those matches. But uh, the coup de grace, the, uh, the the shining star as far as some real solid, old school, like I said earlier with uh, Reigns and, and Rollins, but this is better, like friends who are now enemies. Who, and, and you wind up having something that fell into place where they have history on the independent scene. And on NXT, now they're on WWE, uh, the, the video packages with the two of them, man. I am, like, pumped for Zayn and Owens. And I am not – I burned my my membership card to the IWC. I am not a card-carrying member. I know these two guys are internet darlings. Uh, but for, I love this. I love the storytelling involved. I think we'll have a hard-hitting, fun match. You just have two guys that just hate each other. And and we we have a well thought out fleshed out storyline uh, that makes sense to these two. Another two guys you could ride them for a while. This story has legs. It's a tough yep. one for me to pick. This is a match I could see there being a DQ. I could see there being a double countout. I, you can make the case for Owens or Zayn winning this match. Uh, a really difficult one for me to pick. And I don't care. I don't care who would just just give these two guys the time. And give them like the time to tell the story, but this story is is awesome. It it just has me engaged. Um, you know, like I said, it's an old school kind of vibe. But just guys, you know, when you look back on 
storytelling between guys that just, like that visceral, you know, Piper Snooker kind of hatred that they just hate each other, and and they don't care if it's a double DQ. They don't care. They just want they want to kill each other. You know, they don't care if their hand is they don't care if their hand is raised in victory as long as they inflict pain, and that's some good old fashioned storytelling. Uh, whatever, I'll go out and say tonight Owens wins. Um, but it's like flipping a coin for me. Um, I'm, I'm just hoping these guys get the time to go out there and tell the story. Uh, but this match, uh, as far as the whole card, and I'm surprised some of our callers haven't brought it up, this is the match I'm looking forward to most. And I'm, I'm just looking for a knockdown dragout fight. I am definitely 100% on board with this one. Uh, it, it was a great buildup. I remember... The uh, the first exchange when uh, Kevin Owens came into NXT and that first time he he did the ape, the power bomb onto the apron onto Sammy and you could feel the animus come through the screen just the the, the visceral hatred between these two ever since it, it, it's been a great storyline I love it it should be a knockdown dragout fight and again out of the whole card. I would I would definitely agree with you. I'm looking forward to this match probably the most because it should prove to be like for for matches and this is going back a little bit old school for matches where you should require blood in the storyline. This would be the match where someone gets busted open because you just have that visceral visceral hatred and they've built the story so great. As far as my pick is concerned. For a long time, uh, we've seen Owens kind of getting the better of Sammy time and time again. I'm going to diverge. I'm going to say I'm going to pick Sammy. Uh, maybe this is the time that Sammy finally gets it, you know, finally gives Owens his comeuppance. What are you thinking, Ant? Um, I'm with you guys. Uh, easily match of the night. I don't even think it's even close. Uh, the chemistry between the two, the history, the whole thing, the story, everything's to love. Um, both guys are insane performers. Um, I do think they they want to push Zane to the moon eventually, uh, but I'm going to go Owens, and I'm going to go Owens for, like, the next two or three pay-per-views, or you're going to have non-finishes. And I think maybe this culminates in, like, a SummerSlam where Zane. I think eventually Zane goes over, but I don't think it's anytime soon. I think it'll be one of those deals where Owens, you know, works his heel magic and gets his wins, and, you know, maybe you have, like, an Extreme Rules match, and then, you know, maybe they're in a ladder match together at Money in the Bank, and, you know, Owens costs Zane or whatever. Uh, I think I think Zane will go over ultimately down the road, but tonight I think it's Owens, and if it's not Owens, I think you guys are, you know, you guys are right. It's a, it's a count out. It's a... It's 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 a you know double DQ uh, you know time limit you know whatever they come up with you know we haven't seen one of those in a while a time limit you know they re- you know they wrestle all oh, you know you know they always say that before the match it says thirty minute time limit you know maybe it could be one of those deals um, I, I don't think it would be terrible if Zayn went over but I just think this there's a lot of teeth to this story and I and it, although it's played out in other places. And it's played out in NXT. I just think for the overall WWE fan base uh, to get the full feel of it, I think it has to progress on. And I think maybe Owens going over or 
you know, a nine finish is it may be the right way to go here. Yeah, I, mean, I think cool. we're all in agreement here. And Rocky, you're out on an island on this pick. It's interesting doing like three picks. You know, three people picking these matches. Like, see who's out yeah. there on an island. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, we're all in agreement though. This could be potentially a match of the night. So uh, looking forward to that. And, and again, I'm just enjoying having three matches on the card where it's just guys that just don't like each other. And right. I, I think that's pretty cool. Um, getting to some of the the championship matches now. I mean, we talked about. Uh, the U.S. title. Um, I said it earlier in the show. I'll say it again. I think that Miz is doing some of the best work of his career right now. Um, I think he's a solid, solid mid-card heel. Cesaro is over as balls, if you can be over as balls. And with all that being said, I, I'll just go ahead and say it. Like, Miz wins tonight. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see maybe Cesaro win in some sort of screwy fashion. But, uh... We uh we are all wrong. Dolph Ziggler victorious. Oh, Dolph my God. Ziggler victorious wow. over Corbin. I should have went with my heart. <laughs> oh, Why did I go with my heart? <laughs> he beat the hell out of him for five minutes here. Uh, I I don't get it. I don't get it. We're all wrong, but mistake. I don't get it. They're commentating a rookie mistake for Baron Corbin. That's how and that's how they're they're putting it over. But uh. Yeah, I think, you know, we do have a possibility of maybe uh, Cesaro winning via countout or something like that. Um, I'll pick Miz because I think there's no way that Miz does not walk out with that championship belt. Uh, The heat he's garnering right now is gold. You could feed him anybody and he could put put you over. Um, I don't think it's necessarily time yet. I think Cesaro would be great as a IC champion, um, but let this build for a little while. so I'm picking Miz as the winner. Would not be shocked if Cesaro wins in some screwy fashion. Uh, the one thing I, I would say I'm 100% sure of is Miz walks out with that belt by hook or by crook. So my pick is Miz there. Anthony. Um, I'm going to differ with you. I'm going to go with Cesaro. And basically my reasoning behind it is, I've kind of been picking a lot of the heels and a lot of the guys that maybe they don't want to see win, you know. Uh, And I think at some point, you know, they're in Chicago. They want to give a crowd the moment. They want to get the crowd going crazy. If I'm picking Owens, if I'm picking this guy, I'm picking that guy, who are maybe going to annoy the fans, you know, maybe they give them that moment. And maybe Cesaro going over Miz is, is that you know, it is what they give them. And I'm going to, I'm going to go with Cesaro. I'm not a hundred percent confident about it because you never know with Cesaro, but maybe it's his time. They put a strap on him and start booking him strong. So I guess I'm going with my head over my, I'm going with my heart over my head here and I'll go Cesaro. Okay. I'm kind of going to split the difference between uh, both of you because I am going to go with Cesaro, but I'm going to go with Cesaro by DQ. Okay. Because I def I definitely agree with Ken that the heat that Miz is garnering right now is gold. I think it would be foolish to take the strap off of him because he 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 definitely he's you know we marked down the momentous occasion uh, of Ken giving Miz his props. He has definitely <laughs> he has definitely been doing some of his best work lately. And I think we utilizing... talked about that at the bar like midnight last night. <laughs> yeah, you know. It, I, I have it marked. It's on the calendar. 
But uh, he's definitely been doing his best work, and he's putting, you know, he he can put anybody over. So taking the strap off, I th- I think would be a mistake. However, with the popularity that Cesaro has, I definitely don't see uh, see it going past that he goes over by DQ. Say Miz waffles him with a belt, what have you. He's keeping that belt tonight, but calls Cesaro for the win. Well, yeah, I mean, it's been tough for me. It's really been tough for me to put it out there, like, saying good things about the Miz. But, um, you're right, though. You're 100% right about it, though. You're just being fair. I mean, he has been he has been that good lately. He really has. Yeah, and the one thing with him that, you know, and I had said when I was, you know, hating on him for so long, and, and, I, and it still rings true. He's not a main eventer. He's just mm-hmm. not. Um, but that's, you know, and, and Rocky, you've said this a million times, like, the, the mid-card's your bread and butter. Absolutely. You know, you, Absolutely. you need to hold down that mid-card. You can't, like, put a bunch of crap together and then make sure your main event is good. You, you need guys in the mid-card. There's no shame in being a solid to very good mid-card talent. When you look back on the, the wrestling that we grew up with, Tito Santana, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine, you know these guys—they were mid Carters. They were mid Carters in the WWE, you know WWF, um, you know all-time greats that held down that mid card. That when you watched back in the day, you watched a solid show from beginning to end. Tito Santana, Hall of Famer, opened up the first WrestleMania. You watched a solid show from top to bottom. You need those guys that know how to open a show, know how to hold down that mid card. And then you need your main eventers. And I still, as great as Miz has been, I will say right now, I don't ever see him as a main eventer. I don't think he should be a main eventer. I, I, but I think what he's doing right now is tremendous. Yeah, de- you know, I definitely, we, we, we've said it time and time again, you, you need that med card. Uh, you, your, your main event will draw, will draw people, but if between, you, you know, your beginning opening matches – that time between your opening matches and your main event, if you don't have people that are going to put on a solid show who know how to, how to work a crowd, then forget it. Your, 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 your product is going to be in the garbage. Well, there you go. Mid-card. And speaking of mid-card and building that mid-card and actually building uh, you know, a program that will put fannies in the seats and hold down the, the middle of the card, ladies used to be a bathroom break. Now they're not. Uh, and that is moving in the right direction. And I'll tell you, last year, even we're talking a year ago, being at WrestleMania, Levi Stadium, the ladies come out, and you could see the rows were filled with people running to the bathroom. I mean, it was, you know, we joked about the ladies being the bathroom break. Um, we had people over for the pay-per-view. A lot of times it would be the bathroom break. But to see an entire stadium full of people <laughs> making their way to the exit as soon as, like, yeah, the following contest for the Divas, and everyone just heads for the exit. Um, it's not the case anymore. No. They've done a nice job with that. I'm psyched to see Natalia in this position because as great a talent. You look, Charlotte's very athletic. Sasha's very talented. Becky is very talented, but they're all new. They're new, and they're still learning. As talented as they are, they are still learning. Natty is one of those veterans that knows how to get it done in the ring, She's got a great pedigree with where she's learned from, and she is someone to go in there and really in in defeat to put over this women's division, to put these ladies over as athletes. I think Natalia helps Charlotte a lot in the ring. 
I think this is going to be a fun kind of vibe. Uh, maybe we see some jawing or some interaction between Brett and, and Rick tonight. Um, ultimately, this is another one of those matches. Could I see Natalia winning via a countout or something screwy like that? So she wins, but Charlotte keeps the belt. Maybe. I see Charlotte winning tonight. I see uh, Charlotte re- by 100% Charlotte retains. Um, but I'm thinking she wins. And, you know, wishing all the best to Ric Flair. The, the story coming out of what happened in the airport, uh, he was inebriated, he wasn't inebriated, he was treated for a cut. Who the hell knows what happened there? All the best to Rick. Hope he's okay. Um, now, whether it was planned beforehand or not, uh, I think we're headed towards a split between Charlotte and Rick. Uh, do we see hints of that tonight? Perhaps. But... You know, going as far as picks in in this match, Charlotte wins, and I think putting Natalia in the ring with her is a smart move. I think we get a very, very good match between these two ladies. I think Natalia does a lot to make Charlotte look good tonight. We get a very good match, but ultimately Charlotte winds up victorious. Okay, uh, here is where I'm going to go a little bit out of the box here. Whoa. Um, Because valid points given. However... Uh, I am going to go with Natalia picking up the win and the belt. And here, here is my reasoning. If follow me, if you will. Um, right now, probably one of the most uh, over uh, of the women is Sasha Banks, and uh, she great, great in ring work. Uh, I, I like everything that she's done, but. Whereas you've seen Sasha Banks versus uh, versus Charlotte, it's been done. If how much more credibility does Sasha Banks get in defeat between defeating just in defeating Charlotte, uh, a wrestler that she's come up with, a wrestler that pretty much her peer, versus going over Natalia, as far as Natalia's pedigree. And the things that she's done in the business, you could also you can almost give it uh, an old old guard passing into the new guard type feel. Um, you know, all all three women me- mentioned solid workers, uh, and I think no matter who you put in the ring with Natalia, she's going to make them look like a million bucks. So I'm de- like I said, I'm, I'm I know I'm probably going to be out on a limb here. I'm going to say Natalia picks up the belt. Let's break the tie, Ant. What do you think of the ladies? Boy, uh, you know, Rocky, he got my brain turning. Um, <laughs> I, I have it when you say, pick you third. To, <laughs> I know, I know. You, the two of you, you know, I'm listening to Ken, and I'm like, oh, yeah, he's right. And I'm listening to Rocky, and I'm like, oh, that's a different thought. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I got to be honest, although, although you got my brain turning, and I totally hear what you're saying, and I don't disagree one bit at all. I really don't. Um I don't necessarily think the WWE views Sasha and Charlotte's feud in NXT is something that everyone saw. If you know their their entire fan base, I think they know a portion of the fan base saw that, and I you know they feel the same way with Zayn and and Owens and whatever. I, I just think that again, what you're saying doesn't it does make sense and probably. Natalia does deserve, deserve a run with that title. 
I, I truly believe that. I hope she gets one someday. I just don't think it's going to happen tonight, and I don't think the the work that Charlotte and Sasha did together in NXT, I think they want to capitalize off that on the big show. And I think the reason Sasha's not around now is they're trying to, you know, kind of buy time to that SummerSlam area, that bigger time of the year, Money in the Bank, SummerSlam, whatever you want to call it, type shows where maybe there's more eyes on it. And whether it's, you know, whether it's not clean or not, I got to side with Ken. I still think Charlotte's going to win tonight. But it it, it is a great point, though. It was a great point. Well, and that, and that's fair enough. Like I said, I figured I was going to be out on a limb, but uh, what one one more element that I forgot to to add into my logic is I think, if it would go down the way I say it would go down, I think Rick would cost the belt and cost Charlotte the belt, and that would be the impetus for the that split. That is a possibility. That is a possibility. Interesting. So uh, Ryback and, and Kalisto, another pre-show match there that is starting right now. And Ryback doing the uh, what time is it gesture out there in Chicago, reminiscent of CM Punk mocking and taunting the crowd. Oh, wow. I am just a bigger Ryback it. I fan it. now. <laughs> wow. I am all I about Ryback. That's points right there. That's points. As us big CM Punk fans we are, we love that. <laughs> That was tremendous. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, it's interesting when you have, like, this match now also on the pre-show. Do we get some sort of match added tonight? Do we look at guys getting extra time, which is what we want to see? Or do we have, like, something kind of screwy going down that they need more time for? Interesting two matches on the pre-show, which leaves them with uh, six for the the main show. Let's see if that that leads to something uh, out of the box happening tonight. But with just about 10 minutes left. Let's hit the main event, Roman Reigns and AJ Styles. Got to give our picks uh, for that match. Um, you know, it's something that's intriguing. Uh, I think when you look at, like, what we've seen uh, with, the, with the WWE as of late, um, some storytelling, like I said, Shane being in charge, uh, why, makes no sense. But Raw's been better as of late, so you kind of take uh, a little bit of the negative with the positive. Um, does AJ Styles deserve a number one contendership? I don't know. I mean, the announcer made a nice job, have done a nice job, and you don't hear me say that often, but the announcer have done a nice job with at least putting over what he's done around the world. So he's not just a rookie. He's a guy who has done a lot of things elsewhere. Um, but at the same time, he's had a cup of coffee in the WWE, uh, lost his match at WrestleMania, and now he's number one contender. Um, does that make sense storytelling-wise? I don't know. I don't know if you could really say that makes total sense. Um, on the flip side, though, as a fan, am I, am I excited for this match? Yeah, I am. So if they got there in kind of a screwy way, but the match delivers and we have some interesting uh, development storytelling-wise, um, I, I, I'm all for it. And whatever, I'll start with this one, too. Man. I, Roman Reigns is walking out with the belt. There's no way in the world, as far as I'm concerned, AJ wins that belt. And I think we're going to have something interesting, whether we have a Rollins sighting, whether we have a, a Bullet Club sighting, well, we have uh, AJ's boys turning on him. I think we're going to have something intriguing that's going to make us want to tune into Raw tomorrow night to see what happens. I don't think we're just going to get a clean victory, Reigns over AJ. But I think Reigns winds up winning this match, um, and we see something that gets us excited to watch Monday Night Raw tonight. I think it's going to be an entertaining matchup. 
I think it's going to be a matchup to help put Reigns. I mean, look, I think Reigns is done being over with the crowd, but I think this is going to help garner a little bit of respect for Reigns. I think AJ is going to make Reigns look good. Um, I think we're going to get a very entertaining matchup between these two guys, at least I'm hoping. And I think we're going to get some interesting plot developments uh, coming out of the match. So Reigns victorious with uh, some shenanigans occurring. Anthony, your thoughts on the championship bout tonight? I agree with Reigns. I agree with the shenanigans um, or surprises, whatever, however you want to display it. Um, as much as I, I'm a big fan of both guys, I just don't know about both guys together. So the pessimist in me might think the match might leave something to be desired. I hope that's not the case. I hope it is something where they have a great match and it kind of gives both guys that rub of having a great men event. I'm not so sure that's going to happen. Um, I think the surprises in, are in order for that. And, you know, something we didn't really hit on was, you know, maybe the two pre-show matches here because it, it, I saw a little blurb there that Vince McMahon is going to decide who is actually running Raw, whether it's Stephanie or Shane. Um, maybe they allotted some time for that. Maybe that's the reason for the two pre-show matches. Uh I don't know, but uh, my pick, Reigns. It's got to be Reigns. Uh, I'd be shocked if it was AJ, shocked. And uh, I think uh, for we're, I'm going to throw in for our only uh, other hat trick. Uh, I'm definitely going to go with Reigns. I'm going to go with uh, with Reigns winning by uh, – it, it's hard for me because I, I know the IWC kind of – Kind of crafts all over guys who they feel have got have gotten in. I'm not saying they're crapping all over AJ, but by and large, you see a, a lot of complaints that, about guys they feel shouldn't have you know gone up too quick. They 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 make the the, the complaint about Reigns himself, but uh, here you have AJ. Like you said, he he's been in the WWE a very short time, but. One thing I do like is that they've at least acknowledged his his previous body of work. To to me, it almost adds like an old school feel in that you it, you know back when you had the territory days, you had some guys who were getting by just uh, on name recognition alone. You know, you heard of this guy out of Memphis? Yeah, he's a, you know he's a real hooker. You know, he can you know he can hook and jab with the best of them. Uh, so in this, in this particular case, I don't mind the storytelling uh, of AJ getting that shot so early, but that that being said, I, I'd be highly surprised, highly surprised if AJ pulled it out. Um, whether uh, I think there's going to be some screwiness with, with, with Anderson and Gallows. Now, now the the big question is, you know, and it can, it can make for an intriguing follow up RAW. Who are they going to side with? What are they going to do? You know, how exactly are they going to play into the mix? But, uh, you know, the final point, Reigns. I think with this match, it's interesting that I think most fans, uh, including, uh, you know, from what I'm I'm reading between the lines of everyone here, is we're more intrigued with uh, what's going to happen, all the ancillary stuff and the storyline telling, as opposed to, like, who who actually wins and who actually loses. We want to see... and this is where we, we, we run into some, some, some instances where we set ourselves up for disappointment. You know, you get to a point where you analyze something and you feel like something needs to happen, 
and then you wind up getting just a straightforward victory, and you're like, ah, something <laughs> bigger should have happened. So we'll see. Hopefully we're not setting ourselves up for disappointment. Interesting stuff, you know, and again, it's one of those weird things where you kind of, you know, does AJ deserve a title shot? Well, I don't know, really, but if they make it work down the road, if we get some good stuff coming out of this, then you live with it. Uh, the thing with uh, the power structure now, and maybe they are allotting time for uh, some sort of ceremony or handing over of, of the, the key to the company the or something, draw. a key ceremony. Um, or a but, uh, You know, it's, I mean, they, they, the biggest storyline going into Mania was, can Shane get control of Raw and beat Taker? And no, he couldn't, but ah, we'll give you Raw anyway. <laughs> You know, there's like a week for I'm dis- I'm, I'm going to disown you as my son. I'm just, uh, uh, uh. And then it's like, ah, you can have Raw, what the hell. So, I mean, it's one of those weird things that like, you know, if, if we wind up getting better Raws, then fine. I, the Mr. McMahon character, it makes zero sense for him to be handing it over to Shane. I, if we want to add like a bonus pick, I think Shane gets control of Raw tonight for... I don't know why or how or what the rationale is going to be. Um, it, it doesn't make any sense. But, again, if it winds up being we're getting better Raws, I'll sign up for it. Storytelling is, is a bit iffy at best. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think that this lends itself to, to a whole storyline of Vince McMahon just slipping into dementia. <laughs> because because re- really, you know, out of – out of all of WrestleMania, I think this is where the the ball was dropped at the hardest. You know, you you had this big build up, and it was a great. We were all let's face it, be honest. We were all looking forward to Shane Undertaker. What craziness was Shane gonna pull out of his rear to try to beat the Undertaker? Didn't think he was gonna do it, but you know Shane was gonna do something nutty. Now that being said, you know for for Raw the next Raw, all of a sudden, yeah, that's you know what. Uh, go ahead, have it. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's a, okay. Vince is slowly, slowly losing it. You know, if they, if they do that as a storyline, that would like work. Like, <laughs> I hate my son. Ah, here's wrong. Ah. I'll, my I'll my Vince McMahon sounds I'll, way too much like Tony Clifton. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give a quick Your thoughts on this, Anthony? Yeah, uh, real quick. I'll be real quick because I know we're short on time. Uh, I'm going to predict a braid split. Uh, Vince gives Shane Raw, gives Stephanie SmackDown. It says whoever gets the better, better ratings controls the company in the end. And, you know, let them fight for the legacy, so to speak. And maybe that's where we go. Ryback off the top rope, misses a splash. Ow. This is where Ryback was. <laughs> Poor Ryback. Unbelievable. God. And Unbelievable. Ryback loses. Oh my poor guy. God. The poor guy. I feel bad for him. Oh well Anthony gets that one right. <laughs> Nothing like a gorilla going up to the top rope. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh he's pl- he I, I love when he hit him with standing the, on the second you know, rope. <laughs> he, he he hits him with a move that looked like Kalisto was dead and he's still you know, <laughs> he's still out. <laughs> it's like one of like your dead man. <laughs> Uh, dude, you know, today was fun. I think we need to do, like, a few more shows when Dave comes back. We need, like, that group vibe. It was it was fun having a three-man group. But what the hell, do a four-man group? It's it's kind of like a wacky zoo feel. <laughs> it's like we're a, right? mor- we're a wrestling morning show. Yes. 
we we need another guy time. to break up these ties. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? yeah, yeah. That, that is nice. It is nice. Andy, thanks a lot for giving us a call, and it was great. You know, Dave had some big shoes to fill, so brought in the big big guns, got two in here, and it's good stuff, Anthony. Rocky, thank you for being in studio. It's fun having someone in studio and uh, being on the show tonight. Guys, you callers, man, you guys brought it some out-of-the-box predictions. I am pumped to watch the pay-per-view tonight to see if any of these kooky predictions come to fruition. Do we have a page sighting tonight? Justin seems to think so. Let's see what happens. You guys are awesome. Again, no show tomorrow. Dave is, is off doing uh, husbandly duties, and I'm just taking the night off. We'll be back next Monday, our usual time, 6.30 to 8 o'clock to get you set for Monday Night Raw. For Rocky and Anthony, I am Ken. Enjoy the pay-per-view. Good night, everybody. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.